welcome to another episode of Vibes and Tea. I'm here with Alex Koplos, a theater design and technology major with a minor in psychology, an artist, a singer, a sex educator. What? Alex, please take the floor. Who are you? Yeah, I'm from El Paso, Texas. I use they, them pronouns. And yeah, we met in college. I was just a wee little 19, 18 year old. So you transitioned from being in a monogamous relationship to a polyamorous relationship. For the people who are listening, right, that don't know what a monogamous relationship or a polyamorous relationship, could you please shine some light on these? Because it's a very, I feel like polyamorous is a very unorthodox, not really heard of, not really taught in school of an identity. And it's not, you know, people don't really know, oh, this is a possibility. So. I would love to hear, you know, your experiences and what you know about monogamy and polyamorous relationships. Yeah, um, so, I mean, um, monogamy is like the first kind of relationship style that you're ever introduced to, especially in our in our culture, in our society. Um, we are told that basically you're meant to have one partner, boyfriend, and then you date them, and then you... Um, get married and then that's the one person that you have sex with for the rest of your life and that's essentially what monogamy is it's the practice of either marrying one person or having sexual relationships with one person at a time um, and then on the other side polyamory can mean a couple different things um, it can mean the practice of being in love with multiple people at the, at the same time it can be um, having multiple relationships at the same time as well um, but consensual non-monogamy looks a whole, a whole bunch of different ways. Like it can look like anything anybody wants it to, honestly, anything that they can talk about can be non-monogamy. And so what was, and so then what was, what was that like when you, you know, started your journey into discovering this new identity of yourself? It was, it was really interesting because I definitely didn't jump into polyamory. I started with open relationships mm -hmm. and like friends with benefits, kind of like a, don't ask, don't tell relationship where we were fucking, but we didn't know if the other person was fucking other people. Mm -hmm. Well, I knew, I knew that he wasn't doing it, but he didn't know what I was doing because he didn't want to, he didn't want to know. Yeah. Um, or it seemed like he didn't want to know. And, um, after doing that for a while, I was just, I really wanted to be able to talk about mm -hmm. my other like encounters and my other relationships because, I felt like it was a part of my life, and if he was my friend, um, and since we were friends first, that if he really cared, then it wouldn't be a problem that I told him about it. Um, but it was with him. He was very um, jealous, and then wanted a monogamous relationship from me, and that didn't last very long, because it was not what either of us really wanted. Um, and then after that, I had a friend that I knew for a year and like we'd been hanging out and making music together and um, we had been talking about monogamy and non-monogamy and I'd been talking about how I don't like monogamy and I want to be able to be at a party and kiss other people if I have the opportunity to um, and they definitely agreed they had a partner before too that was very like const like constrictive mm -hmm. and or constricting to their relationship it was very controlling because monogamy yeah. can be very controlling so the type of polyamory that i practice is called um relationship anarchy mm, okay <laughs> yeah 
Um, what's and what's that? What is the what does that mean? Basically, it's the idea that every relationship that you have is individual to the people in that relationship. Okay, so not all relationships are similar to like you can love everybody that you're in a relationship with differently, but at at the same time you love them equally. It's more like uh, every relationship you have is going to be individual. So, for example, oh, okay. our relationship is not going to be like anybody else. Like, my relationship with you isn't going to be the same as my relationship with anybody else because you are your own person, and mm, our relationship with each other is individual to the experiences, the experiences mm-hmm. that we've had together. So the way that I love you and the way that we have our friendship and the things that we do together is special to what we have. But that doesn't mean that I don't have other friends that I enjoy hanging out with um, or other friends that I am intimate with. It doesn't mean that you don't have other people that you're intimate with, mm-hmm. um, but we know that we still want to do this. Um, and I and I consider that separate from anybody else because because it, it's our own. It's our own relationship. How do you deal... Because I'm listening to you and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I don't think that I personally could be in a polyamorous relationship just because I know that I'm I'm such a sort of there's a side of me that's very possessive and I get very jealous but how do you separate yourself from that and not because you know jealousy is a natural human feeling and I and I think everybody feels it but how do you how are you able to separate yourself from from jealousy and be like okay I'm not going to get jealous if one partner goes ahead and talks to another person it was definitely a journey um when I was monogamous I was very jealous like I was jealous it's kind of like it sets it up for that. It was very yeah. good because you know that you're agreeing to being with each other and only each other, but you also know that it's human nature to be attracted to people. It's not something you can control. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like cognitive dissonance. It kind of doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I know that these people are going to like other... I mean, maybe for me at the time, I was cis and straight. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's going to be friends with other women. Mm-hmm. And that alone terrified me. You know, I just didn't yeah. want him to even be friends with them. And that is an, going to happen. Like, he's going to be friends with women because women are awesome. Yeah. So why wouldn't he? Um, but it just made me think that, of course, he's going to like other people. How could he only like me? Um, so I was very jealous. I was very insecure. And that's what that showed was just how insecure I was Mm -hmm. in that relationship Um, and I had to learn over time that the jealousy that I feel is never the other person's responsibility it's never Mm -hmm. their problem it's never something that I should take out on them Mm -hmm. because in the end it's just a reflection of my own insecurity it's only me thinking that they might leave me, um, whatever that means, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm not good enough, whatever that means, um, and all of these abstract thoughts that I just start thinking about and, and worrying about. And I, yeah. You said something so interesting yesterday when we were talking about if I, if it didn't happen in a conversation, it's not real. But if we did have a conversation about it, then I can start to worry about it. But if we didn't talk about it, then why am I going to be stressing myself out over something that? 
ha- may or may not be happening. Yeah. And then, I, I don't know. It's sort of like, I feel like that is a lot. It's definitely work because it's easier said than done to just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to not be jealous. So I could imagine that it was a, a lot of work. How long was that period of, of trying to overcome that feeling of jealousy and not let it, not let it take over you? Well, it still comes and goes because I've only been polyamorous for a little over two years, mm-hmm. um, which is just not very long <laughs> in terms of anything. Like It's, it's just still pretty long. Very, it's, a, it's a long time. I guess for some people, it's, better, it's bigger than zero, but mm-hmm. it's not. There are people who have lived like 30 years being polyamorous and have entire families that are um, polyamorous. We're, humans are so possessive. We're mm-hmm. very controlling. We love our things mm-hmm. and we love to know that they're ours. We love that feeling of, of security also, but it's, to me, it's a false sense of security. You're not ever going to be really secure with somebody because in the end, anything can happen that day. Contracts gonna, end. Contracts will end. Mm-hmm. If you have a con, if you agree to a contract, then it's gonna probably like most likely gonna end or you're gonna die so like oh yeah that's the the caveat but (laughs) yeah it's um it's really it's definitely been a a process I was it's still a process sometimes I do get jealous and I do still get upset about things but um I know that I'm gonna be by myself in the end and and again these people who are with me um, are doing so because they want to be, not because they want to control me, which mm-hmm. is something that I just know that I can't, I can't give anybody. I can't give anybody monogamy because that's just not something that I want for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have the freedom to explore, especially with my sexuality. I am pansexual, so I definitely want to explore more um, non-penis people. Mm-hmm. Most, the majority of the people <laughs> that I've been in relationships with and that I've had sex with. Mm-hmm. Um, have penises and so I'm like I want to be able to explore and not be tied down to one relationship and one partner for the rest of your life and holy matrimony and then get married to one person because it's also just not realistic like Mm -hmm. more than 50% of marriages end in divorce Mm -hmm. and they Um, end mostly because of infidelity yeah yeah because of sex outside the marriage so it's not something that is really realistic people are going to get bored eventually you're not going to be able to provide every single thing for another person it's just not realistic and so people will want to explore and and people are most people like there definitely are asexual people Mm -hmm. um but most people are sexual and so they they desire these things and over time sex may get boring especially if you do the same thing with the same person Mm -hmm. for years and years and years you're gonna want and crave um, something new, and you might even start to resent your partner. I guess if you're just like you know, yeah. just sexually frustrated, and yeah. you're doing the same thing over and over again, that that resentment can turn into anger, and it could turn into something worse over time. I could imagine. Yeah, definitely. If you, especially if you're in a monogamous relationship, when where they're not really willing to explore with you in the mm-hmm. way that you really crave. Like, maybe you have, I mean, this goes into, like, kinks and BDSM, but mm-hmm. I think I think most people are kinky, if not all people are kinky. Yeah, I think there's so many, and we were talking about this the other day, that there's so many different types of kinks out there. Yeah, things that people think are regular, regular sex. These <laughs> um, people think that are regular and rough sex are kinky. They're, they're so kinky. Like, mm-hmm. people pulling hair and slapping butts, like, impact play and... Um, yes, play, please masochism. tell me all the different plays. Yeah, breath play, choking. Like people mm-hmm. think all of these things are just 
regular rough sex, but they're totally not. They're um, definitely kinky. Uh, a lot of people are um, who, I mean, they might not like to admit it, but are age players love mm-hmm. like that kind of um, caregiver type where they, they want to feel like they're, um, I mean, young again. And that's yeah. just like natural. It's just like, it's everybody's going to have a different thing, but I, I think that that also really ties into it because people are going to be like turned on and have like feelings about things that maybe their partner isn't necessarily into mm-hmm. or doesn't really like feel like doing. And so after that, after time, there are people who are going to want to explore that or find people who like doing that with them and then get to do that with other people. And so I like the, I like to have the ability to do that um, in a way that is consensual and everybody's on the same page and everybody agrees mm-hmm. rather than being in a monogamous relationship and then behind their back cheating yeah going without their trust not every intimate relationship is sexual and not every sexual relationship is intimate you can have freedom to to decide what you want to um within that and not have to change the way you act with certain people because you know you're in a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. I and mean, that was one thing that i didn't like and i still don't like about monogamy is that it makes people change the way they would normally act mm. like, how so i've had people who I was friends with, um, typically guys, um, who I was friends with that we, like, we were just really friendly with each other. We just had a nice rapport and nice dialogue Mm -hmm. and they would get into a monogamous relationship and then they would like completely block me out. Like they just would Mm -hmm. not talk to me anymore just because I was femme presenting, just because I had this, um, anatomy. Yeah. Like, oh, you're your competition essentially like you or you're not I'm not allowed to be friends with you oh, because that's I have a girlfriend up. yeah yeah and I and that gets to the whole possessive part yeah. of everything like oh I, I can't be friends with you anymore because my boyfriend or my girlfriend doesn't would want get me get jealous yeah or yeah wouldn't want that for me and I don't like that I'm like we were had such a great friendship like we weren't trying to fuck or anything like we were just having a good time mm-hmm. but that's too scary for some people mm-hmm. and I, I also would act differently too like I would find myself in, attracted to other people and wanting to flirt. I think there are so many people who get in relationships and then they, yeah, aren't talking to the people that they used to or don't talk to their parents as much mm-hmm. or, like, just, yeah, they're kind of, yeah. I know um, you talked about friendships possessive. being very important in in your own, uh, in your life, that you value friendships a lot. And I know that there's been times where I've gotten into a monogamous relationship and I'm, I'm guilty of kind of shutting everybody out. And it's sort of like my whole world just revolves around my one partner. And it's hard not, I, for me personally, it's hard not to fall into that trap because I've become so overwhelmed with all of this lust and love and honeymoon it feels great and so I just I think how do you how how would you were you ever in that same predicament of you know kind of isolating yourself from everyone else just because you were so invested into one person oh yeah um when I was well monogamous for four years he was like the one of the only people I even talked to like I did Mm -hmm. not have very many friends he did not like me having a lot of other friends either mm-hmm. or not spending the time that I was spending with him. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with him, even when we were long distance. Um, but then when you were talking about like getting so obsessed with somebody when you first start seeing them, that's really natural too. That's something that like every relationship will go through this like honeymoon phase. And that's yeah. usually for around a year, a year and a half 
of someone's relationship, you're going to be in this, like, just this, you feel like they are everything to you and you just love them so much and you, yeah, are kind of like in this rose tinted. They can, they can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. They're perfect in every way. Um, but eventually that's going to fade away. You're going to see them for who they are and they are flawed because people are flawed. Um, and, and eventually you, you will have, you will see other people and then you'll have a spark with somebody else and then that you'll experience this whole new relationship with somebody else again. And so being able to do that while still being able to maintain those other relationships is, um, is for me important. Um, it's a balancing act and definitely takes communication. Um, and it's not always cut and dry and easy. Um, but I, I love that I get to do that, that I get to be able to, um, experience a new relationship and, and then also go back to my old partners and, and continue what we were doing and, um, and know that we love each other just the same, mm -hmm. even if we're not like in this like obsessive point in our lives where we're like always seeing each other and we're always spending time with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but we still have quality time and we still make sure that we make time for each other. Um, and have time to really do important. your own things that you yeah. enjoy doing and your yeah. own friends and everything. Do you ever think you would go back to monogamy if you were with a partner, if one of your partners, you know, wanted to try a monogamous relationship, would you ever consider going monogamous with one of your partners? No. No. <laughs> no, that is something that I just, I know that I can't give that to anybody, that mm -hmm. that would be... Um, like a, it would be false mm. for me to say that I would be able to do that because I know myself and I know that I am attracted to people and, and I love sex and I love being able to explore kinks and mm -hmm. BDSM and I want to be able to have partners that that aren't penis people and who don't have penises. That was the majority of who I was the with. The yeah, um, yeah. So I want to be able to explore. And if I'm given the opportunity and this, like, pretty girl comes up to me, I want to be able to have that relationship with yeah. them and do whatever and, and see how that goes. And if it works out and we are able to maintain something long-term, mm -hmm. that would be great. Um, but if it fizzles out in a couple months because we realize we're not compatible, then I want to be able to to explore that with these people and that that's happened i've had relationships that um while i was polyamorous that don't work out mm -hmm. but in the end it's not because we are bad people or we had a bad um, relationship just because we weren't as compatible as we thought we were when we first started um talking and that we it doesn't mean we didn't enjoy the time we did have together um when we did so yeah i i wouldn't go i wouldn't be able to be um Monogamous, monogamous again but, yeah yeah if that's something that they want i want that for them i mm -hmm. want them to be able to have somebody who is monogamous if that is um a desire of theirs but i would not be able to give that to them yeah yeah well i'm so glad that you're at this point now where you're able to just like i this is what i want i know who i am you're embracing it fully and you've <laughs> met you know this community and people that make you happy and you have a really clear great understanding of who you are as a person and i think you're so great but is there any advice that you would give to people who are probably in that situation of wanting to try to be in an open relationship or maybe try a polyamorous relationship what advice do you have to for those people oh man i think um to be really honest with um your partners and with your friends 
and just know that that is more important for you to be able to express your true feelings and your true um, thoughts because you because that's only going to help you in the end it's only what you want and anything that you want you can have if you ask for it if you find the right people and you talk to the right people you can make it happen um, and know that even if one person doesn't like it or doesn't isn't into it that doesn't mean that there aren't people out there that are willing and are able to love in that way um, but yeah be I think being being brutally honest um, although it's hard sometimes especially with monogamy if you have this idea but but knowing that you are human and the end and humans are going to be um, attracted to other people mm -hmm. um, the, for the most part they're going to have these um, these desires that are not necessarily conducive to monogamy and realizing that that's real um, and and deciding how you want to maintain your relationship while also getting to explore other parts of yourself um, I think is really is really fun and it's really freeing especially um, since we didn't really talk about um, the history of monogamy but yeah uh, just for like a little context that uh, it started mainly um, or it started to control um, women's bodies it was the first marriage was like 4,000 years ago and um, it was so that the man, so that the man knew that his child was biologically his. Mm. Um, so monogamy was never something that was um, for the woman. It was never the woman's choice. And men would buy their brides with the biggest, the biggest um, cow yeah. or the biggest pig, and then just sell most whatever. Ugh. Um, and they could even give the woman back. It was horrible. Um, yeah, it was horrible. No. <laughs> Women were, were murdered, still murdered. They died yeah. in childbirth a lot, being a queen. Women go through even. a lot of shit. Yeah. 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 It's, it was never, um, feminist yeah. to get married. And so I think that especially with different, um, gender identities and different sexual identities, wanting to explore that, um, monogamy just doesn't really give you that option. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I felt really free, um, as somebody with a vagina mm -hmm. that, uh, I got to experience and I got to be more sexually liberated. I got to choose the people that I had sex with and me having sex with them didn't mean that we were forever tied together. We didn't even have to talk ever again mm -hmm. <laughs> if I had sex with you. Like it just could be one night that, um, we enjoy together or a couple nights, or once every week. Right. <laughs> we and see each other, is, yeah. Communication is really important, I'm assuming, with all of your partners that you have. So when you introduce somebody new, do you have to tell all your partners about it? Or if you're at a party and you want to hook up with this person, do you have to text your partner first and be like, hey, I'm going to like inform them or sort of ask for permission? So how does that, how does that work if you're encountered with somebody that you're like, mm, I think I want to make out with them right now? What is, how does that work? Uh, so it's different for everybody, um, but for me, I, I don't have to ask permission because I know that um, my partners and I have an agreement that I, when I'm not with them, I can do whatever I want mm -hmm. and I will tell them about it because I want to. Yeah. Um, but, stay honest, keep it, like, yeah, you know, yeah. not breaking the trust or no, anything. and it's never something that will affect us because, like, if, if somebody comes over and we hook up, and the next time I see my partner that the only thing that might change is that I, that I'm telling them about this, mm -hmm. this interaction that I have, um, that I had. Um, 
but introducing somebody who's, for example, not just a hookup, but um, maybe somebody I want to continue seeing long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I first meet them, if I'm really like pursuing them, I will tell them everything about my history and my polyamorous relationships and my idea about like how I view relationships. Just talking about relationship anarchy and and letting them know how I think about it because mm-hmm. then they're able to decide for themselves if that's something that they want mm-hmm. to be a part of um, and I want them to fully be aware of what they're getting into I don't want them to be shocked at the things that I'm doing yeah or heartbroken if they right. end up catching exactly. feelings for you yeah I want everyone to be um, on the same page mm-hmm. so I yeah I try to tell them as much as I can has anybody ever caught feelings for you while being in a polyamorous relationship and kind of wanting to steer into like a more monogamous relationship with you? So, um, maybe a little bit. I definitely had a partner that had a partner, Mm -hmm. um, that wanted that from them. They wanted, um, monogamy from my partner at the time. And, um, it didn't end up working that well because that's not something they, they want. Mm -hmm. Um, and then for me, I, I did have a partner who, um, acted more monogamous like they um the way that I view PDA is very different than the way other people might view PDA how do you view PDA um I it for me it depends on the people who are in the room Mm. um like I'm very open if we're in public and it's just us two like I can be as we can be as touchy and as feely and as cutesy as we want but Mm -hmm. if I'm in the room with more than one partner or if I'm in the room with a partner and their partner I like to maintain my individuality, so Mm, I'm not mm -hmm. tied to somebody. I'm not, like, sitting next to somebody or always holding hands with somebody. I like to maintain my... um, Sort of like your own freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just maintaining myself as an individual. I am... um, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not being associated with somebody when I'm introduced. I was, for so long, associated with my boyfriend and with the partner I had. It was always like, oh, yeah, this is me, but I'm also this person's boyfriend. It was just very, like that was a part of my identity was mm-hmm. this person's property essentially to me. Yeah. And I, but that's kind of what it so- essentially is like yeah, what it sounds like. to you and yep. like some people would like they, some people still won't have um, like intimate relationships with me because I was intimate with one of their friends previously. Like mm-hmm. they view me as off the table because they, there's some yeah. rule some guy code yeah Yeah, I've heard of the guy that guy code before like oh no like we can't you you were friends with my bro and now I can't talk to you because it's bro code or whatever because yeah yeah, you're tainted now right Mm -hmm. like what the huh they have some weird like control over me like I'm an object that you just like exactly it's like objectifying you like you're not an object you're a player I'm a full ass person you're a fucking person yeah I will I will fuck you I will bend you over and fuck you like (laughs) yeah no no yeah I love that that's I was like okay yes I was like yes we love that yes yes Yes. we love topping yes switches Switches, Mm -hmm. dom and then your whole exploration with that and I think I think a lot more people should definitely explore within their own sexualities and their own kinks and see what their likes are and what their dislikes are because if you just have vanilla six vanilla six vanilla six six vanilla sex (laughs) your whole life then you know it's there's so many other possibilities that would be out there there's so much that you might like and what you might not like 
fun. And as long as there's communication and you're feeling safe and then you both partners are respecting each other, then yeah. just go for it. Yeah, you talk about it. You can have a conversation about anything. It's kind of whatever you make it. It would be it would surprise you the kind of conversations I've had with people, I'm sure. Really? Um, yeah. Just negotiating things that you do together because mm-hmm. um through learning about BDSM, I learned a lot about negotiating, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's really important to know, especially as a female um, or, yeah, biosex female person, how to negotiate because it'll help you in business practices too. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just not taught to fight for what we want or to ask for what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just taught to be okay with whatever we get and not throw a fit and all this stuff. And yes, like, exactly. You know, I said this, I, I actually was talking to Ivan about this in the last episode where, or was it the second one? I don't even remember. But it was about like, how I was raised in a household where, you know, just be nice to everybody, be very friendly, stay out of the way, don't, like, you know, just try not to be in the way, say yes, like, don't get into problems with anybody. It was just very, like, it made me feel very small, and it made me feel like I didn't really have a voice for a long time, and I was very scared of confrontation, but it's so liberating and so powerful once you're able to just be like, no, this is what I want, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, I'm not going to put up with this, I'm not going to put up with that, and it feels so good to finally let that voice out. Yeah. You know, that's been buried there for yeah. so long. And knowing that nobody is like, eh, I don't know, I've, I've, sometimes I've had relationships where I feel like they view me as a, um, like I'm always going to be there. They view me as a constant. They view mm. me as, I, yeah, I will never leave yeah. when that's just simply not true. Like, there, I can always kick you out of my house. Like, mm-hmm. I can always tell you to leave. You can always um, walk out that door. Exactly, mm-hmm. or I can always leave it at the same point. Like, mm-hmm. I can always decide that I want to be alone at any point. Um, and knowing that is just so, it's so freeing because you can't, I've been walked all over because I just will take it knowing that that's my role. I have to be a good girlfriend mm-hmm. and I have to just deal with it and we'll get over the fighting and we'll be together forever or whatever yeah but no i don't have to deal with you being mean to me if you're mean to me i don't have to talk to you no like, i don't owe you anything you don't owe anybody get shit to do this together. yes if you want to do this with me it's something extra that we get to do together mm-hmm. but we don't have to and it's i don't a, need it from you so <laughs> give and take it can't just be give 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 yeah, all the uh, time uh, there uh, has to be balance mm-hmm. in a relationship because mm-hmm. then if there's no balance then that's probably a relationship relationship where there's a whole bunch of manipulation a whole bunch of possessiveness and a whole bunch of other shit that is probably a bunch of red flags and that's never good for anybody yeah yeah you want in the end to be authentically yourself mm-hmm. and to be able to to express that to other people and you want people to love you for who you are exactly um, and, and knowing that it's want. okay to feel like you might not necessarily be just who everybody else is like you don't like for example you like you don't have to follow the traditional route of monogamy monogamy and being on a relationship with a guy and a girl you can be you are free to be whoever you want to be yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I mean especially with bdsm and, and kink um that really helped me um explore my polyamory because i knew that i wanted to explore all these things and i wanted to learn more about what there is to offer um, with, like, I mean, I'm just a very sexual person. I love learning about it. And yeah. I love telling people about it because it's so, it's just so fun because also our, this country is so bad with mm-hmm. sex education. It's, it's so bad. Like, it's so bad. What was so your, bad. what was your sex education like? 
thank God it wasn't abstinence only. Okay. A lot of places it is. It's still abstinence only in some a places? A lot of places. And yeah, you would be surprised. In 2021? Yes. I'm, it's ridiculous. Like, small ass little towns. They're taught like, oh, that's the only way is just to not do it until you're married. That's so and bad. That yeah. that's so bad. It's so bad because it's just not realistic and bad for women's health. Um, but yeah, I didn't even know like I don't know. I didn't know anything about gay sex and like queer sex um, about protection. I mean, we they taught us about protection, like the basic um, condom basic with the condom. cucumber and yeah. like. Yeah, if you yeah. get pregnant, STDs, you die. STIs. Yeah, all of that, all but of that stuff. Not a lot. No, it wasn't. It wasn't very comprehensive. Um, and I learned a lot from YouTube. <laughs> no, you. I love online. YouTube. I learned everything from YouTube. I think I learned more than YouTube than I did at school. <laughs> to be honest, sometimes I'm like, damn, I got a college education, but YouTube is really where it's at. University, honestly. <laughs> That's what yeah. I say. I just need a degree from YouTube University because, right. honestly, there's so many. Yeah, so many things. But anyway, <laughs> so. With that being said, thank you so much for joining my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm so excited that you came. Alex, you're one of the greatest people that I know. You are so intelligent and you're so passionate with everything you do. And I'm so, 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 so thankful that I got you as a roommate. Not a lot of people get luck with their first roommates. And I'm so lucky that... I got Alex. I'm lucky that I got you. I'm so, I'm so happy that I'm on this podcast. Your podcast is so cool. So fancy. Awesome. I love it so much. And I'm so excited to see everything that happens with it. Yeah. yeah, I love you so much. I love you too. I love mm. you too. And thank you for educating me and educating a lot of my listeners. And, you know, just bringing awareness to, you know, sex and identity and, and everything. And so thank you so much. Um... Tune in next week. I don't know what's happening, but there will be an episode. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys all next week. Bye. Bye.